Hello everyone and welcome back to the Building from the Bottom podcast. My name is Gareth Rafty and I'm the host of this podcast and this is episode chapter 3, episode 15. A huge welcome and if you're new here, this podcast is all about me, Gareth, a 21-year-old university student trying to start a company and find his way in the world. A huge thank you to all of you for listening to start off with. It's International Women's Day today. The weather has been crazy. And in the UK, well, it sounds like we're all falling to pieces with this coronavirus thing. But I'm back. And again, thank you for listening. I hope you are all having an amazing day. I'm going to jump straight in. I'm in a box room today at my girlfriend's parents' house. And It's basically the room which has turned into the room where everyone just puts their stuff in and doesn't really have a use besides being a storage cupboard. So this is where I'm sitting today, a random chair in the middle of this fairly cluttered room here with my phone and with you guys. So without further ado, let's get started. The first thing in my diary this week is the power of writing things down. Now, as many of you will know, if you've listened to last week's podcast, I've recently started a evening journal, an evening journal. And this journal has been really, really good at allowing me to get my thoughts down on paper, allowing me to delve deep into what's actually going on in my mind. Because oftentimes as humans, we constantly think about things, whether we're on the bus, whether we're at work, whether we're about to go to sleep, it doesn't matter what time of day, things just pop up when they're least expected. And so in doing this evening journal, it's allowed me to really hone in my mind just before I go to sleep. And I think this is super, super important to do because it allows you to then go on and have a better sleep. And the quality of your sleep is just as important as the quantity and the amount of hours that you're sleeping. So I've been working on this journal and the good thing about this journal is it walks you through the steps that you need to take really in order to help honing your mind and honing what's actually going on. It's really, really good and really, really useful because the pages that it helps, the the pages that it has asking you questions and really guiding you through it are super, super helpful really closing down your brain for the night for example the one i've got next to complete is talking about going on an evening walk and just realizing what's going on around you and then going down and writing how that felt writing down how you now feel and also just writing down the thoughts and feelings that ran through your mind as you were walking this is really really good and i'm sure I'm not the only person who thinks this, but oftentimes going out on an evening walk, just without your earphones, just looking around, taking in all of the nature can really be good to help your mind expand and realize what's going on and really bring a calm into your inner self. So I'm excited to do this. I'm not entirely sure when I'm going to do this, but it is my next page to fill out. So I'm sure I will be doing that fairly soon. The next point in my diary is about sales. Now, if you've been here before, you'll know 
I've been talking about sales quite a lot recently and asking a lot of people for advice. Nine times out of 10, these people have said to me, oh, you need to be more direct. You need to basically be very upfront with the people. But actually I got a somewhat opposite reply from a woman named Jackie Hermes. Previously on this podcast, we had a guy named Quinton Allums on here. And Jackie is actually his mentor. And so I reached out to her on Instagram a few weeks ago and she told me to email her and sent me her email address. I finally got around to emailing her after about five days and she wanted to know the sort of sales process I'm taking at the moment and what my aims are for this. And something that she said to me was actually I was doing the wrong thing, not because I wasn't being direct enough, but actually I was being too direct too soon. And she said, you really need to build a relationship with the people first, as opposed to um, being quite wishy-washy in your approach and being kind of on the fence. She said, you need to take a direct stance of, yeah, I want to bring you value and really put that customer first, which is what I wanted to do, but I wasn't entirely sure how to do it. So the fact that she's told me these different things was really interesting for me because everyone else had told me opposite. And it just kind of, in a way, seemed like people didn't fully understand. And the truth is, they could have been telling me the same thing. But I think just the way that she worded it and the messaging just really hit me in a different way. And you'll hear me say that statement quite a lot on this podcast, because oftentimes I find that when you're starting out, people can tell you things, but someone could tell you the exact same thing and just the way it's worded a little bit differently or the time of the day how you're feeling in that moment it can just impact you in a completely different way and so if you're starting out and you're really trying to get things moving and you're asking people for advice sometimes just maybe reread over the advice that people have given you because you never know rereading that a hundred times that hundredth time could actually make you have a thought that then leads on to the next chapter of your life. So that's something I would advise and I would certainly advise myself to do a lot more often. Sometimes it is quite difficult. We get very caught up on life and actually sometimes just sitting down and having those reflective periods and also going back and talking to the people that once gave you advice can also be super, super helpful for you because they're a little bit more invested in your journey as well. So just remembering to go back, have a look, see how you were thinking on those days when they gave you that advice and also see how you're thinking now and put that into perspective as you're taking people's advice. The next point in my diary this week is about a book that I'm reading. This book is called Hashtag Hooked. I got this book for Valentine's Day actually and my girlfriend knew that I really want to start working a bit more on sales and so this book really goes in depth into basically how to make persuasive marketing so it's still marketing but it's persuasive in the fact that you're hinting to basically buy your products but actually you're doing it in a really creative unique and thoughtful way and so reading this book i'm probably about 40 to 50 pages in now And I'm really, really enjoying it. And the reason I think I'm enjoying it is because it's got a mix of creativeness, but also 
the kind of psychological and more strategical side. And reading about that, you can tell that this book is smart marketing as opposed to just posting a message out on social media. Oftentimes in the marketing world, we put a message out and we just expect it to be good enough. But sometimes sitting down and having that strategic work can be really, really important in order to move forward in and as a business. Because if you're just constantly posting on social, but you're not actually thinking about the messages you're putting out on social media and how you can phrase them slightly different or how you can do something extremely creative in order to really encapsulate and engage that audience, then it just makes you, after a while, seem quite boring. And I certainly need to do that a bit more with my content. And this book is allowing me to open my mind to this option of being a bit more creative and thinking creatively in order to engage my audience a bit more, especially on LinkedIn, which is my favorite platform. Something that wasn't in my diary, but I want to talk about is stories. Now on Instagram, on Snapchat, and very soon on Twitter, we're going to have, or we already have stories. The story feature that pops up at the top of your Instagram or your Snapchat, and people take a quick photo of what they're doing, their food, Um, they've just jumped on a plane and it just allows you to keep up to date with what's going on in the person's day-to-day life. Twitter is soon to be adding this and LinkedIn is also going to be adding this feature into their platform very, very soon. I'm extremely excited for this feature to be added because I just like the stories feature. I like the capability it has in keeping your followers up to date with what you're doing if you haven't actually had a chance to put out a full solid post out there. How LinkedIn are going to adapt that to their platform, I'm not entirely sure, but we will soon see. I'm not entirely sure when it's going to come out, but keep your eyes peeled if you're on LinkedIn and look out for that feature. It will be really, really good to, again, encapsulate your audience and really keep them engaged with what you're doing on a day-to-day. LinkedIn is a platform that you don't really see that as often, Adding that live feature that they added fairly recently allows you to do that a bit more. But I think this stories level, this stories feature will take LinkedIn as a platform to the whole next level. It will make it more commercialized, similar to how Instagram is a lot more commercial and more and more people are using it. And I think it will give it a bit more of a, its own kind of personal brand away from that business only platform aspect that it's got at the moment. LinkedIn isn't just a business platform for those of you that are out out there. LinkedIn is extremely great for building a relationship and building people that are interested and have an invested interest in what you're actually doing because they're not investing money, but they're investing their time and their energy because they want to see you succeed. That's why the engagement rate is higher on LinkedIn. And that's also the reason why you'll get a lot more uplifting and positive comments on LinkedIn because people actually care about what you're doing. It's not like TikTok where oftentimes if someone is starting out, they can get a lot of hate. It's a platform where if you're starting out, people will give you tips, people will give you advice. And also they'll tell you how great you're doing and um, help you go on that journey which is one of the main reasons why i love linkedin as a platform and one of the main reasons why that is my go-to platform when it comes to content creation so i just wanted to talk about that a little bit it's a cool feature coming soon and also um keep an eye out for that if you're on linkedin or looking at starting content on linkedin 
Moving on swiftly to time management. It's something that I'm not always great at. It's something I'm not always great at, but actually something that's extremely, extremely important. Running a business and trying to make a business work and trying to grow a business whilst working full time is very difficult. I hugely underestimated how difficult it is and how difficult it was going to be before I started. I thought that, oh, if I'm working full time, I can work from nine to 5.15 and then I've got the rest of the day. But the truth is that's not entirely true. I've got other people that mean a lot to me that actually need to I need to put time to the side in order to invest my time and my energy in these people. And there's also things like commute, which I didn't really factor in when starting um, starting working full time. And so that means that basically you need to prioritize your time in terms of the tasks that you're doing on a day-to-day basis. If, for example, you need to work on sales, but you also need to work on starting up your website, but you also need to work on social media. Sometimes if one thing is more important than those three, you need to focus most, if not all, of your energy on that to get the business growing, really. Um, A famous quote from Eric Thomas basically stated that you don't need a website you don't need any of that sort of stuff. If you're good enough, people will find you. And actually, I'm a huge believer of that and people will find you over time, but you also have to put in the effort behind the scenes in order to get found. So showing up on social media on your personal brand or your business brand, showing up in people's DMs and messaging people to see what they're doing and building those relationships Actually, in the short term, it might seem like it's not having an impact. But in the long term, you start to lay down the foundation of who you are and who you want to become. And in the larger aspect of time, you can really see that foundation put into place when people are engaging on your con- in your content and messaging you if they need advice. So building a brand, don't underestimate it as well. This time management aspect, sticking on this topic for a little while, it's difficult. It's really difficult. Finding time for yourself as well outside of working on the company without just constantly be working is also extremely important. Having half an hour before bed to watch a dumb TV show just to allow you to calm down in your mind and fall to sleep is extremely important as well. I'm a huge believer that you need a certain amount of sleep in order to start and basically be your best self and sometimes we don't get that um that also happens to me sometimes i don't get the amount of sleep i want but you kind of have to roll with it but over time i have noticed that sometimes if i haven't slept well the night before my performance just isn't there sometimes i forget something or i take a bit longer to remember something that I need to talk about. So that time management aspect, not just in the business side, but also in the social and the personal side of your life, you need to think about. A lot of people see on social media, the ingrained culture of working 24 hours and not going to bed and just completely like destroying your body. And actually you need to put your health in as a factor of things that you need to invest time and effort into, whether that just means going to the 
going to the gym after work to get your stress out from your day at work before working on your company for a few hours or whether that means going for a walk by yourself it doesn't have to be strenuous just make sure that you guys are taking care of yourself if you're starting a company it's not always easy but also with the time management aspect working on the company the time that you have actually working on the company making sure that it's productive time and not just time spent moving around pretending to do things but actually putting small pockets of time scheduling small pockets of time in for example 20 to 25 minutes to do an individual task and solely focus on doing that task so for example if you need to renew your website hosting for example then making sure that in those 20 minutes you research your website host find out that that that's the person you're going to go to and also renewing it and if you need to at the end of that sending the receipt or the document to your accountant just spending those 20 to 25 minutes doing one singular task and breaking it down into those small chunks i mentioned it before and i mentioned it again it's really really powerful to do that when you are actually starting a company especially if you're working full-time or if you're studying because your time is a lot more valuable then because you only have a limited amount of it and if you've got clients or if you haven't got clients but you're just doing all the foundation work to start up a company that's extremely important so don't leave that bit out next point in my diary came after seeing a a quote on social media a quote saying try and do your five-year goals in six months now you might hear this and think gareth that's absolutely preposterous that's never going to happen five-year goals have financial things to meet up to and they also have to have certain things happen before that but the truth is if we try and reach our five-year goals within six months that's bound to fail and in some aspects that's a good thing it's a good thing because it means you'll be so hard you'll be working so hard in getting those five-year goals completed in just six months that you'll probably end up moving a lot further than what you were than if you're setting monthly goals and weekly goals and um, bi-monthly goals and quarterly goals and all the rest of it sometimes we just need to hammer down the door to make sure that we're getting stuff done And maybe, just maybe, this might be what you had to hear in order to make you do that. So remember, try and do your five-year goals in six months. See how far you get. You might surprise yourself. You might actually achieve it. Or you might only achieve your one-year goals. But the fact that you did that in six months is automatically a win. I hope this helps. Next point in my diary is power of showing up consistently now this point i cannot stress enough just posting on social media daily or making a podcast weekly or messaging people daily to see how they're doing messaging weekly following up with people consistently hammering down that door can actually have an immense impact that you probably wouldn't be able to predict For example, me posting on social media. Now I have started to build a brand on social. And don't get me wrong, it's nowhere near as big as what I want it to be. But it started. And people are starting to say, oh, this is Gareth. He knows stuff about podcasting. So I want to start a podcast and I'll go to Gareth. 
and people are just interested in what's going on in my life and also what's going on in what I'm learning and all of that sort of stuff and especially things like my book reviews as well people like those because they're like oh Gareth's reading that and that looks like an interesting book he's recommended that as a good book maybe just maybe I'll go to my bookstore tomorrow and buy it and although I'm not a brand ambassador in any way shape or form just showing up and showing people that yeah I'm still here don't worry I'm still here people have said to me that have connected to me connected with me on LinkedIn oh my god Gareth your content every single time I go on LinkedIn it's at the top and the truth is that's where I want to be and that's where you should aim to be but I'm not saying go crazy and post 100 times a day on LinkedIn because then people will just get annoyed and unfollow you but actually posting once or twice a day on a platform and just showing that you're yeah you're still alive you're still doing cool things has a huge impact and it can build an audience without even meaning to build an audience even if you're just posting about your commute to work every day you'll be surprised how big of an impact that can have next point in my diary is the power of never giving up um this topic is another topic that I cannot stress enough you may be starting a company you may be starting I don't know a fashion brand a restaurant you may even just be starting to post on social media or starting to create a podcast or a blog but actually within three months it might not be where you want it to be and that's just life Things don't always go the way that we plan. Things don't always go the way that we want them to. But you have to keep constantly showing up, being yourself. And actually, by not giving up, that kind of helps you with the power of showing up consistently. Because by not giving up, it shows that actually you're not going to let anything stand in your way and that you really, really want this. And you could show up for a year and nothing happens. But then, 356 days into throwing it at the wall someone messages you and says oh I haven't been engaging with your content but actually I'm extremely interested in what you're doing and I watch every single one of your videos and that's just why for example on social media if you're producing content and you see in the analytics side of it that actually 100 people are viewing my video but only 10 people, only 10 people are clicking that like button. And I don't know why. The truth is that over 90 people that are watching your video could actually be extremely interested in you, but they just don't hit that like button. And it could be uh, any matter of things. It could be because they just forgot to like. It could be because they got distracted. It could literally be anything. But the truth is, not giving up and constantly showing up shows how passionate you are and shows that you really want what you're striving to get. And sometimes that's exactly what people want to see. And also, if you never give up and you're constantly showing up, what it allows you to do over time is build that audience online because people have seen your journey they've seen you start from zero they've seen you put out that person that first post they've seen you build up 
free comments on your post, which actually is a lot for you because you never used to get any. And actually always comparing back to what you used to get is also quite important. And actually, if you do compare back to six months ago and you're not doing as well, then you can also say to yourself, well, why am I not doing as well? How is that content better than what it is now? And how can I improve in the future? Sometimes remembering that actually you started from zero and now you're only getting one comment makes the word only seem insignificant. A lot of people say, oh, I only get 10 likes. I only get 10 comments. But actually take out that word only. You never got any at one point. There was a point where nobody liked your photos and nobody engaged. So having those 10 people, you should be extremely appreciative that 10 people are showing up to you and commenting on your post and actually liking the things that you're posting online. And I don't just mean never giving up by posting on social media. I also mean in person when you've got this company and you're building and you're constantly trying to improve it and it feels like nothing is working, remembering why you started in the first place. Truth is that gets lost in a lot of companies and don't let that company be yours. Don't let yours be the company that started to make it big, but then died because the founder lost the vision. Vision helps a company. Just remember that. Remembering why you began in the first place. It's extremely important. And the final topic on today's podcast is something I also mentioned on my social media, but I wanted to bring it to here, to this platform too. Just in case you missed it over on my LinkedIn channel. Imagine a world with no money. I spoke about this for about two years now. Imagine a world with no money. Your initial reaction is probably, we can't not have money. As you start to think about it more, you will realize that actually the world does run on money. You need money to get to your local town or city. You need money if you want to go on a holiday. You need money if you want to eat. You need money if you want to go to the doctors. Which is weird because money, well, what is it? a paper or plastic note in your pocket, a round piece of metal. It's not really anything. So imagine this supposed world without money, where you go to the shop and you see a guy selling a loaf of bread when you go to your bakery. He's not selling a loaf of bread, he's giving them away. This guy has a huge smile on his face and he happily gives you a slice of bread to try. You really like the bread, so you take the loaf and you just go home. You don't pay anything. But the reason this person is extremely happy is because this person is, this person is passionate. And in your journey into business, you will realize that and meet people that are extremely passionate. And unfortunately, you'll also realize people on the other end of the spectrum, the people that aren't as passionate and the people that don't have that fire in their lungs anymore. So this supposed world, this world of passion this world of happiness and people that are built around that aspect of passion how does that all work well if everybody is in a role that they're passionate about they will naturally be happier to get up at seven o'clock in the morning and go to work at nine because they are looking forward to what they're going to do and then in turn everyone else is also happy about what they're going to do 
And in turn, that means everyone is happy about what everyone wants to do. And if you do end up getting sad because, I don't know, someone's bread is better than yours and so they're getting more customers or um, you just don't enjoy your job anymore, actually joining with that competitor for the first instance and sitting down with them and saying, how can I make my bread better? You can either collaborate and just form a company and just do the best bread that you can make or you can just ask people for tips and advice and then in turn you can apply that to your own stuff and start making that better bread or for the instance that actually your passion changes because that happens over time just trying something else that you think you'll enjoy for example you could work as a tv entertainer for 30 years and decide actually i really enjoyed that time when I was on set and I had to pretend I was in the jungle. Maybe I'd like to be, I don't know, an adventurer. Anything can happen. And then one day you just decide, actually, I'm no longer doing this. I want to be an adventurer. And you go and find the best adventurer you can find and you reach out to them and you go into a forest for a week. Anything can happen. And everything will be drove by happiness. And so in turn, that would make the world a much more happier place and also make people have a natural better aura about them that would make them just generally more approachable and who doesn't want to be doing things that they love because then you look back and you'll have a lot more regret you'll have a lot less regret sorry because people like being happy just like if you've had a kid and you see your kid smile after school you like seeing that. You like being happy. So why wouldn't you want to be happy? And the truth is that this world, this supposed world without money, probably isn't going to exist at any point in my lifetime. But apply it to your daily habits and your daily rituals. How can you be the happiest person that you can be right now? Does that mean changing your job? Does that mean starting to become a freelancer and providing services online to then build that so you can then become a full-time freelancer? Or does that just mean starting a company? Or does that mean spending more time with your family? Or does that mean going on a holiday to make your husband or wife happy over the April bank holiday? Whatever that is, just... Think a bit more about your happiness and how you could be happier in your life. What things don't fully fulfill you and what things in 10 years time would you have wished that you started to do now? Because that's just the reality. In 10 years time, you're probably going to want to wish. You're probably going to wish that you started those things now. So why not start them? And that's me done for today. A huge thank you to everybody for listening. And I hope you have enjoyed this. I'd love to know your thoughts. All of my social medias will be in the description. So if you want to reach out to me about anything mentioned today, then feel free. I'm always available. Besides that, a huge thank you for listening. Have a great week. This has been Chapter 3, Episode 15 of the Building from the Bottom podcast. I'm Gareth Rafferty, and thank you so much for listening.